And welcome to episode 70 of the Playconomics Podcast, where we break down the business behind our favorite video games and provide you with sweet, sweet financial context for industry trends. I'm one of your hosts, Ooh. Matt Mascara, and joined with me today is the lumberjacking, almost beard having, Sam Adams approved headset. Bobby Kowicki, what's going on, my guy? How are you doing? What was your week like? Tell me about your feelings. It was good. Uh, <laughs> fun. Uh, <laughs> I'm never asking you about your week ever again. <laughs> no, my week was good. I've been, re- I've been uh, trying to color calibrate my monitor, which if anybody has ever done creative work, you know that it's just a fucking hassle. If you don't have like a very specific uh, tool, and you, you might know what I'm talking about, Matt, where yeah, a crayon, the Crayola one with the 64 colors, the one with yeah, the yeah, yeah, you in just the back. launch a box of crayons yeah. at your screen. No, the it's, real it's, ones, no. It's like a camera that you put on top of your monitor, and the it cycles through colors. Anywho, I'm trying to get my LG monitor to match my Mac monitor. Because I'm not financially solvent enough to drop $1,600 on the uh, Apple Studio display. Despite the fact that that is a gorgeous monitor. What are we talking about? What are we here for again? So we're going straight in because we switched up the way that the show worked. We used to do mini topics first. Now we're just hitting you boom, 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 boom with regular topics. And the first one, which Bobby eloquently, eloquently puts... As the 10 means fucking nothing now. Because what yeah. we have here is... So, hold on, I, hold on, hold okay. on. Because okay. you might not think that this is coming from where it's coming from. So, we'll get to the God of War stuff. We'll get to those spoilers. But Matt and I had a borderline fiery exchange today in the Discord at the time of recording this. And if you want to go back and and catch up on all of the action, as you can scan the QR code on your screen. Join all the Playconomists in the Discord. Bobby talks shit about Pokemon and I did not have it. Because it runs at half a frame a second. Game Freak deserves zero dollars from anybody because this is an abysmally bad product. This is Sonic Frontiers, Superman 64, bad. No, it's not. It's not. So hold on. It's, it's, I'm not saying it's good. I'm not saying this is a cream de la crop product. I haven't even played it yet. Save it for next week. Let me play it first before Fine. we shit I'll, I'll on it I'll let you hurt yourself. Life. Go ahead. Good. I already bought it. What do you mean? I've had this pre- I have had this. I have had Pokemon Scarlet pre-ordered since they announced that I would get six Ultra Balls. Oh yeah, I, for, that's, I forgot. <laughs> How I could you not committed want to that? Six Ultra Balls. It 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 boggles the imagination. Anyway, it basically buys itself. But what I'd like to, us, to bring attention nothing. to today is the numerical rating system on video games n- means nothing. And I'd like to call attention to every man, woman, and child who is literate to go to IGN.com, cycle by game reviews, and look at the games they consider a 10. 
Now, a, a 10 to IGN is considered a masterpiece. Masterpiece, okay? So, on November 3rd, they gave God of War Ragnarok a 10. I'll get to it. God of War Ragnarok is not a 10. God of War 2018 is a 10. Interesting. The new one is not. Not three days later, they couldn't control themselves and gave Pentiment a visual novel a 10. And if you're, you're, you're sitting here being like, oh, Bobby doesn't like artsy games. Journey, a game with zero dialogue, all art is a 10. Journey is a masterpiece. I would like to argue. Go ahead. Complete because they've also got on this list Deathloop. I love Deathloop. It was my runner-up for Game of the Year last year. Not a 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spelunky, not a 10. Elden Ring, 10. Forza Horizons 5, I can, I can be made to hear the argument. Beautiful game, open world, sim racer, fine. <clears throat> but you're going to tell me that Pentiment stands at the same level of quality and creative finesse as The Last of Us Part 2, Red Dead Redemption 2, Overwatch 2 re-reviewed in 2020. They gave it a 10. None of this means anything anymore. And that's all I've got to say. The numerical grading system for games is, is just stupid. Brought on even more so when you look at it compared so i really thought this was going to be a fanboy take i really did i really i thought you were going to shit on pentiment just because it was an xbox studio game and i really thought that was coming from you so i respect the objectivity i would like to note i've been playing pentiment because it's been on my list since it got revealed it is not a 10 nope it's not bet on its best day best day it's a seven. Yep. It's a and I think what you're getting at is that we need to reevaluate what makes a ten. Because, no, no. No, no. I do. I do because what is happening is exactly what happened in the what's going on in the NBA Hall of Fame and the NFL Hall of Fame. Originally, you had all these banger people getting in because they first opened it, they first started doing it. And then as time goes on, different metrics, different st- different narratives around a game, different narratives around a player allow them to get in by some other metric. And then you're like, well, you can't – like if you gave this a 10, this has to be a 10 because it's better than that when really the that first 10 should have maybe just not gotten it. Correct. Correct. But so so hold on, because this has been if you look at IGN's tens that they've given out, it's been a cascading problem that over time has gotten worse. Yeah. So uh, July, they went from July 2001 to December 2006. That was the span of time between their tens. Wow. Then three days, then Grand Theft Auto four in 2008. Metal Gear Solid 4 in 2008. Both, I would say, masterpiece games. You got two lightnings in a bottle. Yep. Grand Theft Auto and Metal Gear Solid. Those are 10 names, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, two more years go by. 
Super Mario Galaxy 2, 10. Okay, two years. It was the, the culmination of 3D Mario. I would say that the Galaxy series is better than, is the best 3D Mario because of like you're running around the planet and stuff. Yeah. Masterpiece. You didn't give it to the first one, you gave it to the second one. You didn't get crazy with it, right? Well, then you know what? Hey, then the floodgates open because then Halo Reach, 10, not a 10. Uh, Red Dead Redemption, not the main game, the DLC with the zombies, <laughs> 10. Uh, Pac-Man Championship, 10. What the hell are we doing? Okay, maybe we just, we, we felt a little off kilter there. Uncharted 3, Drake's Deception. I would argue Uncharted 2 is a 10, not Uncharted 3. I, I, I like the second one better, but fine. Legend of Zelda, Skyward Sword. They gave it a 10. And here is where the 10 loses all meaning. It, Pentiment is, is low man on the totable. Infinity Blade 2. You remember Infinity Blade, the iOS game? Remember that, where you swiped and it was the sword? Ten. See, <laughs> what happens is when you let... It's just you shouldn't give tens. You really shouldn't. And the reason you can't give tens is because it messes everything up. Unless it is... Abs you cannot have a single critique of the game and have it be a 10 you give it a 9.9 .9 if you want to but the 10 should be a game elden ring is a 10 elden I ring can, is a 10 i played that game on my first playthrough for 73 hours and did not there i have nothing bad to say about it i put three days of my life into one playthrough of that game, zero, no complaints, nothing. There is not a thing in the on the planet besides more that I would ever want from Elden Ring. Pentiment? I want more. There's things I want from Pentiment. <clears throat> One voice a good acting. Game. No, it, it is it is very fun and it's very interesting and it's a. It's a game that I'm not used, like a game style I'm not used to playing. It's very like narrative, not just narrative driven because I'm cool with the whole RPG narrative thing, but it's literally only narrative from what I've gotten so far. And I'm not too, I'm about like an hour, hour and a half into it. It's literally just dialogue and like interaction and things like that. You can't, you can't get a 10 with a game like that unless I'm crying from the minute I turn it on and that is where the journey comparison comes in because journey zero dialogue but it yeah. is the most there is not I, last of us red dead last of us two any of these games none of them are as pretty as journey none of them yeah none of them okay and i think if you don't mind let's let's go to what we're playing first let's get all of that out of the way and then we'll get to the business stuff fair because yeah. i think that'll tie in nice here we'll play a little fast and loose so you want to talk about pentiment or you want my six minute review of god of war ragnarok um do let me do pentiment because we're already talking about it it's really cool the entire game is a storybook it's very dialogue based your character is directly affected by decisions and choices that you make in the game 
So, for example, one of the first choices you're a the first choices you make are you're a scholar, mm-hmm. and you are going to you have to describe your previous background and where you studied how to make art, and you okay. have five different options, and based on those options that you can tell this man, you gain proficiency in languages, you gain a affiliation with a certain type of art and a certain culture and a certain background. And that affects you for the rest of the game. And every single piece of dialogue, or not every single, because some of them are just standard yes, no dialogues. But a good amount of the dialogue, you have several options, and you are speaking entirely for your character. There's almost no dialogue Mm. that your character makes that you're not given some piece of choice with. Okay. And And immediately after that choice... I would say about 30% of the choices I've made so far, you get a notification on the screen saying this will be remembered. So like a text, like old style Fallout, like a pen and paper RPG yes. almost. Okay. Yes. Um, it's yeah, cool. no. It's so not the, a 10. It's not a 10. By any, and I'm really <laughs> enjoying playing it. It's very nice to sit there, look at it. Uh, the aesthetic for me is very nice. I like the paper. They, um, in the beginning of the game, you can choose between having it just be like regular font, the writing, and mm-hmm. then based on who you're talking to, the font is presented differently. And words are like, I'm talking to very, uh, like I'm talking to poor people right now because you're at a farm. So they, they so they, the font is just scribbles because they don't it, know how to read? It scribbles and it's misspelled. Oh, because they're stupid. Yeah, and then like, they just don't know how to read. You're in the 1500s. Like no one knew how to read. Yeah, like farmers can't read and write. So like it's very it lends itself very well to it's a story building tactic that I was not prepared for. Like I was not prepared to get information about my store like uh, my surroundings by the type on the screen. Mm, and it's very interesting. It's an v- extremely intriguing game. I highly recommend it. However, it ain't a 10. It ain't a 10. And it's not close. And uh, I appreciate your objectiveness, your objectivity, and your candor. I did like um, seeing that Xbox Studios flow through. They had a beautiful opening <laughs> credits with all the like a city and studios, the Xbox game studios. Oh, almost like how PlayStation nice. has had it for like three years where they yeah. cycle through all just, their, their masks. I just really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it um good i mean good i'm glad i, I hope you i mean <laughs> listen pentamin compared to pokemon scarlet looks like a 10 let me just tell you right now let me just tell you right now you pokemon will be scarlet in pain like- on this podcast next week when you have to describe and defend the frame rate and performance i'm but the problem is i'm not going to defend it i'm going to dock it points it gets minus three points for that performance baseline just from what i've seen and we've come full circle to the numerical grading system is meaningless and obtrusive. Um, Matt, would you like to hear about my 22-hour, 40-minute time with God of War? And end-to-end, uh, that was the story. Yes, and I'm gonna put on in the comments how long this diatribe is. If we put, I put the sections. People can skip ahead. Yeah, people know. Skip ahead. 
Okay. Ahead Starting because like it's spoilers. I'm not. I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm he's not doing one of those the full like, story. Oh my god! You told me Kratos is in the game. Spoiler, bro. Fucking relax, bro. Jacob. Calm down. <laughs> Put your Android down. Stop <laughs> tweeting from your verified account. Jacob, stop it. All right. We're gonna go good. The good, the bad, the final thoughts on God of War Ragnarok. Give me, give me it. This game is not a ten. This game is not as good as God of War 2018. Okay. But it had the potential to be, and they got greedy, and you'll see why. Okay. But let's start at the good. Mm-hmm. If you'll remember last week, I was prepping. I said, oh, they're going to kill him. They're going to kill Kratos. They're going to kill him. And they don't. And that is the best part of the story. Because what the game did beautifully was it set you up the whole time. It's like, you're going to lose Kratos. You're going to lose Kratos. You're going to lose Kratos. And the story ends with the son. Not, not, neither of them dies. But the, the story ends with the son being like, it's time for me to go do my own thing. And basically like leaves for college. <laughs> and, and you're like, <laughs> you, that was like the biggest bait and switch ever. Where you're, yeah. like, you're mentally prepping yourself. All like, oh, the Kratos death. Oh, Kratos death is coming. Here it comes, and then it doesn't happen, and the last scene, it is so fantastic. With the kid just being like, I'm doing, like, I love you. I'm out, though. Like, I gotta gotta go be my own person. How old is he at the end of it? Probably, like, like 17, like, 15. Like, in the first game, he's probably, like, 11, 12, a couple years have gone. Like, he is of that, like, young adult, adult age in this game, right? Okay, because I was thinking about when I played, like, the first maybe half an hour of God of War, and I was like, this dude's, he could not go on his own. Like, Kratos cannot allow this kid to go on his own at all. No, no. time. So he grows up. He grows up, right? Okay. And the whole story is about them trying to save each other but them pushing each other away in the process right it's like really well done and i'll i'll story twister here there is a twist Mm -hmm. where early on in the game because whatever kratos is the greek god of war you're in the norse pantheon you rescue the norse god of war who has uh sworn off all violence and anything anytime you get into a fight he just kind of like you know does one of these yeah and like three quarters through the game it's one of those things where like when you play it the second time you're like oh my god how did i not see this you realize that he was the bad guy the whole time (laughs) and he kills one of there is one death in the game It's, it's like the raunchy dwarf uncle who like says like all of like the worst things yeah best character in the game hysterical um great twist loved it the performance is amazing right the spear because you 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 see it here in the documentary about the spear i do so in god of war 2018 you you had the axe and you had the axe for uh i would say half the game and god of war 2018 because he didn't fucking play it they're kind of like teasing they're like hey remember when kratos had those awesome blades and you're like yeah but he probably threw those away you have the axe now and you look like you grow to love the axe you like awesome great and there's a part in god of war 2018 where there's like you have to go to this realm and they're like nothing uh, there are like the enemies are enchanted no weapons from this realm can kill it 
And then Kratos <laughs> goes, I know where there is a weapon. And then he has this, like, John Wick moment where he opens, like, this hatch in the floor and takes the blades out. And you're like, oh, he's here. Great. God of War 2018 says, probably about the same way through, hey, we're going to give you another weapon. And it's a spear. And I, I love it more than the blades, but less than the axe. Because it's a spear where you throw it and another one immediately appears in your hand. So you throw it. So you can throw like infinite amounts of spears. And then when you press triangle, they all explode in like little bombs. Like, doo -doo 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 -doo. So like you're throwing the spear and like you're seeing the enemies, right? There's a, there's a battle where you're fighting. We're still on the high points here. There's, there's a battle you're fighting one of the gods. And the end cutscene is... You stab the guy through the arm, right? So he's like this. And then he's like, oh, you're, you're in shit. You're this, you're that, ba ba ba. And then Kratos is looking at him and snaps his fingers and the spear explodes. That's kind of cool. It's so good. Like, it's so well done. Final battle is the end of Avengers Endgame, where you've got all the armies fighting all the armies. Big, epic crazy so is it greek army versus no it's like norse, all of it something it's, else? it's just you're fighting all the norse gods kratos killed all the greek gods <laughs> there's not none well, of them left i meant like greek like demigods like is it a greek army fighting no no it's all of the norse people so it's all the dwarves and all the elves and stuff like that right yeah and i just want to touch on performances because that's where the goodness ends unfortunately the guy who plays Kratos is on the level in this game of Joel in The Last of Us. And there's two scenes specifically. The very first one and the very last one where he is not saying anything. The, the facial mocap is t like tear inducing where the very first scene is he's sitting by the fire and he's looking at the bag uh, like that he had his wife's ashes in. Yep. And he has an entire monologue without saying anything. And just in, like, eyes. And, like, it is so nuanced and good and awesome. He is the standout performance here. Odin's great. Thor's, like, they're really great. But Christopher Judge, who plays Kratos, is the real standout. Yeah. So that was the fanboy part. Are you ready for... Yeah, the realness. Everything. Way too many character pairings. Last week, I said, oh, you're, you're playing as the kid now. Interesting. Yeah. But when you're playing as the kid, you go on missions with Thor. You go on missions with Thor's daughter. When you're playing as Kratos, you go on missions with, like, this other lady. Like, it's a little too spread. Yeah. It's a little too spread. The beauty of God of War 2018 is that the game was so small in its cast of characters, you were forced to get to know and get to like all of them. Yeah. Right? So there's that, where it's like, mm, because I wish I had more. This is one of the, the, the things where I'm like, maybe you could have made this a trilogy, because there's a whole arc with Thor where he's like an alcoholic and uh, his his daughter's mad at him for drinking. So they also did Fat Thor? Yes, yeah, yeah, it's great. And it's like, 
you see it in one scene where she's like yelling at him for falling off the wagon and you're like i've only been on one mission with either of you so like this emotional payoff like doesn't feel earned for any of us kind of thing yeah cool i get it but like a little too much the doom eternalification of all the gear sucks despite the auto equip now i said last week this, I would still say, is the best version of gear ever, but you didn't play Doom Eternal either, right? Uh, I believe so, yeah. All right, so whether you remember or not, in Doom 2016, fantastic game. You had, like, six guns, you had your armor, and you could do that, you know, God of War thing where, like, the enemy staggered and you do the cool kill, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Doom Eternal Doom goes, hey, what if you had a flamethrower and a chainsaw and you could upgrade your suit in a hundred different ways? And like, it, it just became so much like you, they, they, it's like, Oh, we're perfect. And we're, we're past perfect. You know what I mean? Like they took it yeah. too far. Yep. So uh, final thoughts, 10 out of 10 story and acting really, okay. truly some of the best I've seen on par, I would say, with Last of Us Part Two, story-wise, emotional gravitas. S- seven out of ten, extraneous shit, man. It just is too much. Massive Endgame that I'm going to be chewing on for a while, okay. but they pushed the good too far, and you can only eat so much ice cream. Yeah. So. Would you have preferred them take things out of this game but still keep it a duo? Or do you think they should have made a third game? I would have rather, uh, like, if given the choice, I would have rather a Empire Strikes Back, Avengers Affinity War cliffhanger <coughs> ending to this game where you've set up all the characters than kind of spread everybody thin and i'm uh, going on missions with this person for a little bit and this person it, it was a little too scattershot do you think it would have lended itself really well to like the dlc model no where, no where like no because the side quests it? here are so good <clears throat> some of the side quests are so good like for example for example and and then we'll move on because we're running yeah. along here on god of war there is a through the game you go through the different worlds and you you can sort of you see the loose threads of the side quest where at any point in the game you can go back and you can do them the kid loves animals right Mm -hmm. one of the things is like freeing this big animal jellyfish thing in the desert and i did that in the end game and the game makes you feel like such a piece of shit for not doing it in the main game because the entire time the two characters that are with you are like man your kid would love this well, it wouldn't have been great if your kid was here to see this. He loves animals. And you're like, yeah. Yeah, and you could Yeah, have I done do it. miss him. Yeah. Damn. That's so is great. It, is it only accessible now? No. I could have done it at so either you, time. Okay. I would see, but again, that's that really good storytelling where it's like, no, 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 you, you made the choice to not yeah. spend more of the time with this character. And it's in it, it's insignificant, truly, because like you still did it, you still accomplished it, you got the trophy or whatever. However, you could have gotten a different payoff, and honestly, it just lends itself to replayability. But well, Trey, I'm glad you liked it. I know you've been looking forward to this game for quite some time. But let's transition 
into virtual reality. Get you out yeah. of the Norse yeah. gods, of the god of war, and then bring you in to the new reality, the virtual reality. And we got this article brought to us by none other than our favorite. Leave it in the comments. Daniel Pardis. Oh, you're going to say the outlet. Okay. No. Yeah. Game of Stop is Nuzu VR games revenue to hit 1.8 billion in 2022. Daniel Pardis active headset users reached 27.7 globally forecasted 46 million by 2024. This article goes on to absolutely correct absolutely diminish everything i've ever said about vr that's why i wanted you to read it bud yeah because it is predicting that this is going to blow up way faster than i thought again i do think it still stands the the it still stands that it is not where it needs to be yet but this article is saying that by 2025 uh 2025 this doesn't make... Why would they write it like this? Sorry, Daniel Pardis. Uh, the market is predicted to more than She's double to... You. Yeah, $32 billion by 2024, hitting $2.5 billion in 2023. For a comparison, the revenues were only $1.4 billion in uh, 2021. So they're predicting very quick exponential growth, specifically thanked to third-party, non-video game-related software and hardware like the meta quest because it's more accessible it's less expensive and it doesn't come with the supply chain issues that a ps5 does you can get this bad boy the meta quest 2 originally 299 now 399 you can get it for 400 dollars. that's it which is cheaper than just the psvr 2 let alone having to buy the, the playstation itself yep which doubles down on the fact and what we discussed when we talked about the psvr 2 that price point is way too high it's so 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 high Unfor- it's unfortunately high yeah it's just there this whole article is about how important the MetaQuest and the oculus are because they're not tied to a console and because they're cheap relatively obviously you're still spending for like three to five hundred dollars on a toy so like all relative however it really really it does double down on one piece for me that modern big budget video games should stay away from vr right now what makes you say that because MetaQuest could have VR because they're not trying to put God of War or Horizon Zero Dawn on it. Because the technology is not there. Beat Saber is lit for VR and for what VR is currently capable of doing. A zombie game that's more jump scares and quick reactions. Not really high quality visual effects and solid remote controls. Yet. That's what I'm saying. Yet, for right now, I don't think VR is worth the video game industry's thought. I think it would be irresponsible for them not to be developing it. 
you don't want to be behind the eight ball. Correct. But you, but you should not be putting your big budget. You should not be investing big budget games into it right now. It's just yeah, that's not where, where I completely is. disagree with you. We'll because... see how we'll see how Horizon does because that game is not good enough to hold a console. Well, look, this is what happened with. This is what happened with. Um, PS Vita, Jesus Christ, where it's like they came out swinging, they had an Uncharted game, they had a Resistance game, and then yep. So if Sony's in this for the long haul, they can make it work. 100% they can make it work. If they're playing, you know, fast and loose with it, maybe less so. Yeah, I just think you have to, like, for a company that's also putting out their mainline games and it's already taken them six to seven years to produce a mainline game. Now it's going to take you six to seven years to also produce a VR game of the same genre, like the same IP. You make a good point. Fair enough. It's just, it, it doesn't seem worth because it has to be a lot of effort to make those VR games, even in the state that they're currently in. And in no way am I trying to dismiss VR as not a legitimate way to play video games. If you enjoy VR, 100% go into it. I'm just happy people are playing video games and I'm happy more people are getting exposed to video games because I love them. And we do a podcast about them. Watch our channel. However, they're not. <coughs> I don't feel like VR right now is for game aficionados. It's a... It's still just a novelty like the game level is still at novelty level it's a novelty and for 550 dollars i'm not buying a novelty for 200 for 300 i might buy a novelty product for 300 bucks 550 that's no yeah and I th and again I, we we've talked about this for uh Couple. quite a while that that is that's the fence that they're gonna have to jump where it's yeah. like, hey, is this worth you planting your flag in the ground as a company and as, you know, building a relationship with your consumers? Is this a is this a part of the industry that you're willing to invest the next five to ten years on? Because that's what the runway here. If they like Sony has every ability to push their chips forward and give us a big horizon big like could you imagine if <laughs> resistance came back as a psvr only game would like an, be sick yep let's see but yeah. people like them market's growing yeah i love to see it and i do think it's very good for the casual gamer like i think this hits a very similar market that mobile games hit they're fun Ooh. they're accessible it's a little more expensive but I think you could get – I think this is a nice bridge where I could see somebody's aunt getting them a MetaQuest for Christmas before I see them get a full-fledged console because it's yeah. in the price range of a Switch. Like this could be something you get as a gift, and it's really cool, but like it's not an Xbox, and it's not a PlayStation 5. When you put it like that <laughs> – yeah, when you put it like that. But we're, go ahead, go ahead. Go no, ahead. I was, I was gonna say, Matt, if you if you want to move on to our next story here, because we we got well, a lot of ground to cover here. I love 
this next article. And it's brought to us by GameIndustries.biz. Because you, you know, know what? You love them, buddy. In the Discord and in the comments, people have been saying, Matt, you critique Bobby about the GameIndustries.biz articles almost every episode now. You do. But at the same time, you're telling me in the comments you love the articles. You can't they get are. enough of GameIndustries.biz. And I'm thinking to myself, we're going to put ourselves out of business because... You guys are just going to start reading GameIndustries.biz articles. And what I think you're here for is the loving commentary between myself and Bobby. So, love to see you. Don't just go to GameIndustries.biz, but also go to GameIndustries.biz and support their page as well. Uh, Blizzard and NetEase end 14-year partnership, Everything You Need to Know by James Batchelor. World of Warcraft, Overwatch. Actually, I'm just going to read the gambit. He has them all listed here. Diablo 3, Hearthstone, Heroes of the Storm, Overwatch, StarCraft, Warcraft 3, Reforged, and World of Warcraft. All nixed from the Chinese market. Completely gone. As of January tw- as of January 23rd of 2000, I think it's 2023, they're out. Gone. Done. Dunzo. And what I want to get your take on is how much influence did Microsoft have in this conversation and i am how do you think they feel about losing this net ease partnership i don't i don't think microsoft gives two halves of a whole shit about net ease <laughs> quite frankly speaking i i think that's fair they're so entrenched and ensconced in fortifying their own battlement <coughs> we're good peace thank you next then if that's your opinion on how they feel about it, how big of an influence do you think Microsoft played in this 14-year deal getting next? Well, all of it. I, I, okay, so when I say that they don't care, they're not losing sleep. They just no. looked at a balance sheet and said, uh, okay, your, your drag on the purchase, done. Yep. That was it. But notable i mean a 14-year partnership with NetEase. i mean remember when excuse me they uh had to cut loose from bungie that was a big thing mm-hmm. i mean i can but, jump in with any any comment no, man no, no, no I'm, I'm just making sure you get your point i think this was a 100 percent not only did it get the okay by microsoft i don't think this happens without microsoft Oh, I, yeah. I mean, and also, and this is where I'm sorry to cut you off. Yeah. No, um, I also think if I'm Microsoft and I'm getting, you know, uh-oh, who's looking at me, the U.S. government, like, I want as many little red flags on my thing where it's like, but I don't have any ties to China. You know what I mean? Boom. Yeah. I do think uh, the only other reason I think this is interesting that it was Blizzard that did this is because they had the whole issue with the free Hong Kong thing Mm, because it was an Overwatch tournament. So because it was an Overwatch tournament, it's very fitting that Blizzard is the first major video game studio that takes this stance. And obviously... Actually, no, <laughs> it is specifically a stance against China because it's not just the end of the NetEase relationship. They're pulling all their games. All of them. Yeah. Which Do you think there's going to be a bigger announcement about this later 
in some type of like no i think they i think they just sweep this bad boy under the rug keep it keep it moving keep it rock and rolling no no reason to draw more attention to it gotcha how you do keep it moving speaking of not drawing attention to it let's transition to our next title which is also a microsoft title and Mm -hmm. i was gonna tech i didn't see this in the article originally uh gameindustries.biz article just in case of course it's a bobby episode Yeah, Xbox shelved Keystone streaming console because it was too expensive to produce. James Batchelor, we love you. This is our third article by you. You did an excellent job this week, James. Absolutely phenomenal. However, I like that they didn't release it because this product is going to be so dependent on price point. Hmm. If you were going to give a xbox cloud fire stick which is what it is i think it's either project keystone or it's just named keystone which i love i think so something like that yeah i love the name keystone the amazon fire stick the absolute top tier fire stick you can get is 50 bucks the cheapest one 15 if they launch this product at 120 dollars that means uh, with a controller, $129 with a controller means that you are paying $70 for a thing that plugs into the back of your TV. And they can't do it. At $90, nope. I could almost see it at $90 where it's $30 for the stick, 60 bucks for the controller. I don't know how they're going to lower the price of the controller but they're going to have to do it because I don't see that stick getting much cheaper. Like at most it's like at the absolute bare minimum, the controller's 60 bucks flat. It's 64 99 mm-hmm. for an Xbox controller. The stock white one, stock black one plus 15 bucks. You're looking at 80 bucks minimum to ship this product. Here's where you do a stadia. Here's where you do a stadia and the controller and the stick are free, but they lock you into six months of Game Pass. That's the hustle. That. That's the hustle. That. Regardless of what it costs. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I get you. Just because the once you have the game... Like, I feel like once Game Pass is there, you're going to want it. Yep. You're going to yep, want yep, it. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. No, I 100% agree with you. I think that'd be an amazing business model for it. Even if it's, <coughs> even don't if it's die. three months, Please I'm like thirty. Yeah, sorry, I'm getting over a cough. No, I think I think what you said is absolutely perfect. I have a cough. What do you want from me? Who gets a cough? Me. I have a cough. <coughs> you haven't heard it <laughs> all show. Um, no, Good I think you're exactly right. Yeah, I think you would completely hit the nail on the head with this one. It's you need to get this product in the door for free. And get them familiar with your subscription. Because I do think that if you ship this product at $90 and then be like, oh, yeah, also you need a subscription. Dead. Dead in the water. Yeah, like the insult to plugging that in the back of my TV and being like, oh, what do you mean? You don't have Game Pass? Like, Oh, you don't have a phone? Yeah. Like, I feel like like that is an insulting thing to make me pay $90 and then more money to use it 
So it's either got to be $90 with three months free of Game Pass or free, but you need six months of Game Pass. And, I, and that I, renewal I, I wouldn't be, that I wouldn't be surprised if that's what they end up going with. Yeah. But why say this then? Imagine how the headline reads. Product used to be 129 now free. Yep. Well, listen, optics are everything. Yeah. And optics are never more important, Matt. Unless you want to put a pin in this, because I've got nothing Not else to it. say about Feel so sad he can't make his way to Xbox streaming console. Hey, hey, I, I just no, had no, to no, say no. that because that's how I wrote it. I just had to say that because that's how I wrote no, it. No, no, you're an ass. I just had to say because that's, that's how I wrote that, it. He's, exactly basically, how. he's basically saying I'm doing this for the people. Yeah, boy, Phil, he's so sorry. Um, Speaking of optics being everything, Matt, we got a big announcement. December... 7th? 8th? When's the Game Awards? December 8th, I believe. December 8th, yeah. We're going to be doing a live stream that day. Live stream! We're going to have a live episode that day in place of the Playconomics <laughs> behind the business. We'll be doing it live. It's that magical time of the year where Jeff Keighley gets as much advertising money as he can get his hands on and decides to attach some Game Awards to it in a completely arbitrary and non-important manner. But we like that kind of stuff. So what Matt and I did to round out the show here is... We went through the Game Awards nominees, I guess, right? And we, I made a fancy schmancy Google spreadsheet here. Yeah, Excel's better. <clears throat> who we think should win or who we want slash think should win, and but who we think will win. Yeah. And then we're going to go through some announcement <laughs> predictions. So we're going to have a, oh, yeah. a tight little back of the show here if you guys want to tune in we're gonna put in this up as a separate video on the youtube channel as well if you guys just want to watch this um but let's go through the order leading up to game of the year how about that okay and we're gonna call it should win will win yeah all right so for most anticipated game uh of next year actually let me pull up the nominees on my other page here just so i can make sure we didn't miss anything so the first category in reverse order is most anticipated game uh, for 2023. And listen, the nominees for this are... Uh, it takes me to game of the year. Matt Vamp until I get to the 31st page here. So, uh, most anticipated game. I was very confused into what this meant. I thought it was what was the most anticipated game for 2022. It's not. What is your most anticipated game for 2023? Yeah, it's, you're anticipating what's to come. The nominees were yeah. Final Fantasy 16, <clears throat> Hogwarts Legacy, Resident Evil 4, Starfield, and Zelda. So Matt wrote down for his pick of who he thinks should win is Zelda, and you think yeah. Zelda will ultimately win. Yeah. And what you put is fanboyism. Yeah, 100%, because I think Resident Evil 4 should win, but I, I think, yeah, Zelda's It's a remake. You can't be the most hype about a remake. I don't know. You can do a you lot can't. of things in a lot of places, bud. Bet you, you it a gets lot a ten. Of thing. Bet you it's people like Zelda. You. Oh, Zelda! They're no, 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 they're, no. they're polishing Resident the Evil Zelda. Resident oh, yeah. Evil Four remake gets a, a ten. Not a it's people like you. It's people like you. I'm that do the it. problem. Yeah, you're the problem. I buy Somebody's Pokemon and do you it. buy Resident Evil Four. Um, skipping ahead here, we we just did like the big categories: best multiplayer. 
This is where I think it's going to get contentious because I think Overwatch should and will win. And you think? I think TMNT, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game, should win because it's wholesome fun. And we played it together. We played, we it, together. played it together on like the Play Economics cast played it, but I think Call of Duty is going to win. I just. I don't know. I hate Overwatch. I don't like it. I don't want to play it. I don't want to think about it winning an award. And it took them six years to make a patch. That's true. They take them a long. You get time. eliminated for that. Say, <laughs> uh, what did Donkey call it? It's a battle royale. Yeah. <laughs> um. Best family game. Now you forced me to put this on here, so just for that, I I wrote that the Kirby and the Forgotten Land, the Kirby <laughs> Last of Us should win. But I agree with you. I think Wii Sports is gonna win. Yeah, and I thought like I thought Lego Star Wars should win. I but, just but oh yeah, but Wii Sports is gonna win because it's Wii Sports. What do yeah, you mean? You're not getting in the way of that juggernaut. No. No. Best role playing game. Now I this is where this. this is the first category where I could actually see an upset because of the politics. Because you, you gotta remember, I'll murder you. <laughs> Don't talk to me. I'll murder you. you know that TikTok noise that little I kid. Yep. Um, I think this is where you start to see a little bit of the politicking. Elden Ring should win, but I think this is where they're like. Elden Ring is going to sweep everywhere else. Let's give it to Triangle Strategy. What are the other games in this list? Live Alive, Pokemon Legends Arceus, and Xenoblade Chronicles. Okay, so Live Alive, Pokemon Legends Arceus, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3 could literally punch me in the throat. And it would still be a better RPG than Triangle Strategy because at least I didn't pay $60 for those other games and get upset. You did. You bought Legends Arceus, so... You're right, but I didn't get upset. I'm okay with my Legends Arceus purses. Do I think it should be $35? Yes. You sold me literally half of a game, Game Freak, but it's fine. Triangle Strategy didn't even sell me a full triangle. Next topic. Next, ne- next category. This yeah. is the like the stupid category where it's best action adventure. And you'll see why I say this is stupid in literally 12 minutes. Uh... I think God of War should win. I think this is where they give it to Plague Tale again. That like, hey, you're not you're not going to win the award you want, but here's yeah, here's best action adventure. I think it's the opposite. I think Plague Tale should win, and that God of War will win. Interesting, because I I just think the God of War, like when I think of action adventure, I don't think of the strengths of god of war i think of the narrative as the strength of god of war there is something to plague tale where i am stressed and engrossed in that game the entire time i'm playing it and Mm. that's what i think makes it best action adventure and we're gonna get to a topic where i think god of war should win over plague tale and it's good it's exactly what you're talking about i reversed them oh yeah yeah when we get to best action game yes yeah so best action game i wrote i think turtles (laughs) should win this uh but i think i this is where i think you see something like sifu come out and pull up a big upset yeah i was thinking what did i put for this i put cod for this 
You, it's I, literally your list. So you think Cod's going to win here? No, I think TMNT should win, and I think Shifu will win. I don't oh, think so Cod. Just... Yeah, I I must have put Cod for something else. Well, and just like misclicked. My yeah. fault. Definitely All right, here's another one you made me put on there. Best mobile uh, game. Best mobile game. Don't uh, you have a I, phone, I, Bobby? <laughs> yep. Well, I do, and that's why I think I think Diablo Immortal is going to win. I think it, it should and will. I think Genshin Impact should win because I literally can't go a day without hearing about Genshin Impact. Can't do it. Every piece of content on every different, my computer, my phone, my TV, they all give me ads for Genshin Impact, not Diablo Immortal. I think Diablo Immortal for this year should do it just because it's Diablo Immortal. Come on. Like there's sometimes the namesake just matters. And this is one of them. This is one of them, right? Best indie game. I think Cult of the Lamb should win because it was this quiet indie darling. But I think Tunic is going to win. I think they completely gloss over Stray. I don't think Stray <laughs> picks up a single award the I entire want, show. I don't, I, if it was up to me, not a single award. So I... I don't think it should win. What I want to win, I'm amending mine. What I want to win is Stray. I want Stray to win this so bad. What I think is going to win is Shifu. We'll see. We'll see. Tunic, I can get behind. I just personally hated Tunic. I think Tunic is a darling. I think Tunic pulls it out. Yeah, Best? I think. Oh, no. sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say I think Tunic is everything wrong with Legends of Zelda: Link to the Past. Okay, and I'm not gonna let, I'm not gonna let him get to me. Gonna... No, no, I'm not. Like I'm saying, if you take literally any negative you could think of Legend of Zelda's Link to the Past, any to which there are that, none. Okay. Any shortcoming that game has and anything anyone would potentially not like about that game, Tunic doubles down on it. Yeah, it's a little obtuse in, in telling you what to do and how to do it. Yes, fair fair play. Uh, best ongoing. I think Final Fantasy XIV should win because just the fact that they turned that burning ship around. Um, but I think I think Fortnite's going to win. I know. But they didn't turn around Final Fantasy XIV this year. No, but it just keeps getting better with each year. It keeps getting year. better because WoW keeps getting worse. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you, guarantee you, you're going to see the numbers of um, Dragonflight XIV tank as soon as because from what I've seen of Dra- Dragonflight, it looks awesome. I am so close to playing World of Warcraft again. It looks so good. It, do, you need me to, do you need me to call out your manhood to really, really like, I don't think you're man enough to play World of Warcraft, man. No, but what should win is Apex, and what will win is Apex, because Apex is the greatest game to ever exist. Next I'll time. have the I told you so song queued up. Listen, you, for this next one, you have to make a choice. There's, there's no bowing out. Best performance, Ashley Birch, Horizon Forbidden West, Charlotte McBurney, Plague Tale Reckoning, Christopher Judge, God of War, Kratos, Immortality, Man Engage, and uh, Sonny Suljic for God of War. He, it's the father, and he's the son. 
Yeah. So you've only, got the half of the, you know. The only reason I can't make a choice on this, and I left it blank, is the only one that I played is Plague Tale. And it's not, like, it's not fair to me to make a choice. Like, I literally know nothing of the other two that aren't God of War. And I didn't play the original, like, God of War 2018 long enough. And I definitely didn't play Ragnarok. It's not the so. sun. It's not the sun. It's it's Kratos. It, this yeah. is this is where the God of War starts picking up steam in the night. Yeah, it's Kratos. I'll, like I will defer to you on this one and just say that I agree, Christopher Judge. I'm sure he's done a phenomenal job with but Kratos, I, and his voice is iconic. And I don't even play the game, but I see a world where the girl from Plague Tale pulls it out as well. Like I I see an upset there. But I think phenomenal. it's Christopher Judge as Kratos. Yeah. I think this I, is like where in the night you start to see things shape. We're like, this is like uh, election coverage, but for nerds. Yeah. yeah. Uh, where it's like too close to count the votes at this time. The desk says Christopher Judge. Yeah. Um, best audio design. This is, I think, should and will win is Call of Duty. Like this is what they live for every year to win this category with where they go to a range and fire every gun next to every microphone, under every setting. Like, they, they, this is the, we're gonna give it to Call of Duty category. Yeah. Uh, and I don't appreciate audio design well enough to care. Best. Although, Plague Tales music. Is, was Plague Tale nominated? Uh, for best score, not for best audio design. Okay. If we were doing score, Plague we Tales. We are, it's in the next category. I mean, oh, shit. Best you score and music. for both. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mine, mine is Plague Tale. The music lends so much to that game, and especially being like a suspenseful, stealthy video game, it's be it enhance without the audio, the score and music, that game would be a shell of itself. Yeah, but did you beat any bosses in Elden Ring? That's a rhetorical question. Yeah. Th yeah. That is the best music of any boss music in any game ever. Yeah, it could be recency bias because I play. Obviously, I play Elden Ring. So I I think El that's a that's an easy sweep for Elden Ring. Um, I could also see myself not appreciating the music in Elden Ring because of how dialed in I was to actually fighting. In Plague Tale, I had time to enjoy the music. And it's gonna be Elden Ring. That's an Elden Ring sweep good best narrative here's where i don't think elden ring stands a fucking chance nobody's because asking it to did it the, get nominated it, yeah so it's plague tale elden ring god of war horizon and immortality i think this is god of war i also think it's god of war i want plague tale to win but it'll uh, be Pl plague tale is the only thing on this list that could give it the upset what narrative is in god is in elden ring I, did you read the menus? I didn't read the menus. Nobody read like, the menus. If if the general consumer of the game doesn't experience the content, you can't count it. Vati Vidya's entire purpose in life is just reading those menus <laughs> and making YouTube videos. <coughs> God made him to make those videos. Love it. All and right, here's where we get to like the two big ones of the night. Yeah. Best game direction... Elden Ring. See, this is where you and I, I think God of War should win because to me, direction it has a little bit more to do with 
performance than design. I think Elden Ring is a better designed world, but I think in terms of direction, you didn't have anybody sitting and directing actors the way you might have in God of War. Does that make sense? Yeah, but I didn't see... I don't, and maybe it's just my misunderstanding of what best game direction was. For Hold on. For outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design. And the design one is where you could start playing a little fast and loose. And oh, maybe that, throw Elden Ring in there. Yeah, because I think that the direct, like the direction of the game as a production, I really, really enjoyed Elden Ring. Look, I loved it. This is one of the harder years for me where it's a dead heat. Yeah. Like past years, like last year, I kind of had to push myself to say like, oh, is it Deathloop or is it It Takes Two? Yeah. This year, I like, damn, depends on the day. So you're thinking Elden Ring should win and Elden Ring will win best game direction. Yes. I think God of War should win, but I do think this is where they give it to Elden Ring. I, th I, I think you don't see an even split because for game of the year, which is the next thing, we're, uh, this is where I think Elden Ring should win. I think Elden Ring is the game of the year, but I think God of War is going to win. The only reason why I feel God of War cannot win is it's not a cultural phenomenon. It's just not. Look, you're right. You're right. People are still making build videos in Elden Ring. Is it a cultural phenomenon? No. But it's got so many just perfect, forget acting moments, gameplay moments. Again, when you, when you throw the spear for the first time... And it's such a it's so such a good scene where you throw the spear and he's got like a um like a banner hanging off the spear. So when you throw the spear, it spirals like a football. Yep. And then you just go because that's how you detonate it. You slam the spear into the ground and it goes like again. So in, good. In another year, God of War probably would have swept. It can't. It's. There's been other God of Wars. And there's been better God of Wars. There's never been another Elden Ring. You, that's, a, that's a very uh, convincing tidbit there. Huh. We, we may never play Elden Ring ever again. We'll get another like God I of Wars. Well, hold on. Because I'm with you. Elden Ring should win i just think oh it the can. recency bias yeah i think they give it to god of war i think if god of war wins it's only recency bias i think if they both came out in february no one's talking about god of war ever literally ever here's the question though what if it's like like there will be blood in the streets if they do what they did last year and give it to the indie darling for game if of they the give year. it like to if tunic they give it to stray no if they give it to stray oh i would love that no i, I, I would, would literally i would come on i would literally come on this podcast in a cat costume for the rest of my life i'm sure you would um wins. 
Book yeah, I, th- I think, look, Elden Ring, I think, is the game of the year. But I think they're going to give it to God. I just have a feeling. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see on December 8th, and we'll see you all there. You know it. Not only for the award announcements, but the best part, and pretty much the only reason that this award show is relevant, is because they make game announcements at this little shindig, too. Oh, I forgot about this segment. I forgot we were Yeah, our last little segment, we'll rapid fire it here. And uh, we do have a question from the CPA. Uh, He wrote, games that should have been nominated but snubbed. And I think you and I have the same answer here. I I think if they had released it during Halloween, I think you would have seen Callisto Protocol on a lot of these categories. Agreed. Yeah, I think sound design, yeah, uh, art direction, action that kind of adventure. stuff. Action adventure. That's where I think Callisto Family Protocol game. would have cleaned up. Yeah, I agree. Um, no, I had something else. I had something else that released this year. That I would. Oh, obviously, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. What am I doing? Okay, next, what am I next, doing? next thing. <laughs> Matt, you've got three. I've got four. Let's rapid fire them. All right, you go first. Matt, so you're. Fr- oh, you want me to go first? Yeah. So it's one, two, one, two, one, two. Yeah. One, All right. So my first prediction is something Kojima. We see something Kojima at the show, whether it's Death Stranding two or those other projects. He's been teasing the new project on Twitter with L Fanning, where he's like, "We've seen where, but not when, or like whatever." In his Kojima ass way, yeah. right? I want to um, see the Xbox One. Something Kojima. We see he's best buds with Keeley. Keeley was just on his podcast. I think we see something Kojima. To us. All right. I think it, we see something Kojima. My first thing, I'm not excited for this. I'm tired of seeing teasers, trailers, gameplay footage. I'm tired of it. We're going to see something Redfall or Starfield, and they need to release it. I don't want to hear another word about these games unless it's a release date. Do they not have a release date? Um, I don't think so. And if they do have a release date, I don't want to hear another word about them ever. Okay. Release it. That is my that is my take on this. I think we're gonna get Redfall Starfield gameplay, and I don't want it. All right, my second thing I see. I think because we're past God of War, and other than Spider Man, we have zero idea what is coming out from Sony now. Like the pipe is empty. I think Sony makes a big splash here. I think they show something. Ideally, I think this is where they show off factions. And we get a release date. I don't think I don't think Last of Us Factions makes the splash that you're wanting. I think they need mm. something new to make that splash. Last of Us Factions isn't a. Do you meet me halfway? Do you think we see something Sony big? Yes. Yeah, I think we see something Sony, and I think it's either like Wolverine, where it's something we've never seen before, even if it's something we've no is in the pipeline or we see something completely new which i would also love yeah we need new i'm so tired of the twos and threes and remakes and redone and remake remaster released i'm so done with it uh kingdom hearts 2.5.9 oh you're kicking a real hornet's nest now pal yeah i said it kingdom hearts fans but all right so my second one is we're gonna get final fantasy yeah, I th- I, that's fair. I think I think you could safely get a Final Fantasy release date here for 16. I don't even think we need a release date. I want another 
I think it's because we saw the trailer and the cinematic last time for 16 and yeah. all the seven stuff the seven yeah. part two seven yeah, crisis I don't core seven, i don't want the seven stuff i want 16 and i either want a release date or gameplay i think it's more likely to get a release date but i would love to see some gameplay of final fantasy 16 hmm all right i mean you you see it on the dock but i just had to throw xbox a bone here only because they need literally the xbox needs something good i think this is where we get a re-reveal of perfect dark <coughs> i would literally light on fire i think perfect dark or gears listen I'm, next no. year is a gears year wouldn't be surprised if we maybe got like a gear six teaser <sighs> they messed up halo kill gears of war bring me perfect dark perfect dark it was is on my list of best games ever okay. for the n64 okay yeah fair there's golden eye and perfect dark okay and, 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 I'll, I'll allow it of all time <laughs> matt your third prediction uh hold on i lost my document oh no i hold on i'm panicking i'm panicking i'm panicking i'm gonna read it because i have it in front of me here no i got it i got it i got it still panicking i found it all right so <laughs> Some, I, this is why I couldn't remember it. <laughs> Some world exploring indie game with a weird artistic choice. Parentheses, Bobby ass game. No, it's not even, maybe, maybe. But like, you know the game where they had, the game where they showed you, I think it was the Xbox Bethesda showcase, but it might've been one of the other ones where it was you like canoeing down a lake and it was like very trippy, vibrant colors. Yes, and the yes, lake yes, had yes, like yes, the, yes, 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 that. yes. We're going to get another one of those. And it, we're going to be like, cool, yay, world exploring. And, and I'm going to go cancel Perfect Dark. Yeah, and that's when me and you go and do like a bathroom break or something while they're announcing that. Final one. And if the leak hadn't happened... I'd say no shot, but because we've already gotten a little taste, could you imagine if they closed with, I don't know, GTA 6 trailer? I would love if they do that. However, I really hope that the next GTA, and I doubt this will happen, and this is just a complete Matt wants this to happen. I want them to shadow drop GTA 6. Okay, that's never gonna happen. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not even giving that any air. I love you to <laughs> death. I'm sorry. I'm not even wasting anybody's time with that on the podcast. Shadow drop. Shadow drop GTA Six. But we got I, one more user question. One more user question. I'm gonna do, do it. Yeah, Pete put it in there uh, right before the show. Um, question: What's the best color combo in Magic: The Gathering, and why is it green and blue? Pete, the answer is red. The answer is virginity. It's red. It's if you red. like what you've heard here and you want to hear more boys, girls, frogs, squirrels, hit that subscribe button down below. Leave us a good review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, wherever you consume this amazing podcast each and every week. If you'd like to join the Playconomists over there on the Discord, they are a rowdy bunch. Scan the QR code on your screen right now to get on in there. 
Join us two Thursdays from now. Not next Thursday, the following Thursday for our live Game Awards reaction. And until then, Pentiment's a bad game and didn't deserve a 10. I love you. See you all next week. It definitely didn't deserve a 10, but remember, as always, happy gaming and make that gaming Pentiment. (laughs) What? <laughs>